Welcome in, listeners. This is Wagner Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Garini, joined by my co-host, Nick Musto. Nick, say hi. Hello, everyone. Wow, I can't even say hi correctly. <laughs> um, hello, hello, everybody. Um, I'm doing well today. I hope you're doing well today, Colin. Um, so today we're going to be talking about our tiers three to five of wide receivers going in fantasy drafts for the 2022 season. And we talked about tiers one to two in mm-hmm. last week's episode. We've gone through running backs, um, seeing pattern up to this point. Now it's wide receivers' turns. Before we start, follow our Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, at Wagmeet Fantasy. Visit our website. It's sexy at WagmeetFantasy.com. I say that too much. and It is not, a sexy website. Not, 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 not enough people are coming to it. So you, you better get on there and you better subscribe to our newsletter. It's free and it's going to get you ready for draft day. Speaking of getting you ready for draft day, one of the big strategies we have is tearing off positions, which mm-hmm. is why we're here today. So tier three wide receivers. Um, this is the these are the guys that you are not going to take in the first round, um, but you can take in the second and maybe even early third round if you get lucky. Debo Samuel, CeeDee Lamb, Mike Evans. They round out the top eight receivers for us each. Why don't you talk about Debo? So before I talk about Debo, I'd like to say when we in our previous podcast for tiers one to two of receivers, we said that the tier two guys have about make up about a 10 percent probability to finish as the wide receiver one. I think that even these guys, Debo Samuel, C.D. Lane, like and Mike Evans, have a slim chance. If we like redo the probability distribution, be more accurate. <laughs> yeah. I would say um, Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson each have a third yeah. of a third chance. Yeah. And then Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs get about 20% of the pie. And then these tier three guys are the only other guys I can see as finishing as a wide receiver one overall. And they get about 12% of the pie. Yeah. And Debo Samuel probably honestly gets the, the smallest sliver out of this trio. Yeah, I could see it just because of the quarterback change. But Jimmy G is not known as a good quarterback. He was 24th in air yards and 29th in deep ball attempts in 2021. And Debo still finished with 1,400 receiving yards. So those numbers show that Debo doesn't need um, big play or uh, big pass. He's a yak um, monster. Yeah, he's a yak guy. Um, he doesn't need the 40-yard bomb in his lap. He can do it from a, a screen. or He needs a screen and great blocking, mm-hmm. which is what San Fran does. Exactly. So I think that Jimmy G has an opportunity to finish as a top wide receiver, possibly the wide receiver Jimmy one. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Debo <laughs> Samuel G. We're saying too many um, names out here. So, but this, this would include Trey Lance having the ability to support him. I don't know if he does yet. I just want to see him on the field. It's driving me insane. I just want to be able to have an accurate idea of what to think of the 49ers heading into this season. But without seeing him, really, it's it's hard. And I want I also want him to just be the confirmed starter. Get rid of Jimmy G. Do something. Like, oh, gosh, it's frustrating. It frustrates me. But I feel like Debo's safer than I originally thought um, just because his playmaking ability, like, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. They're going to set up screens yeah. for him. And if they have me who can throw a 10 yard screen to Debo Samuel, then I'm sure Trey Lance can do it. Um, he is the best in Yak. He averaged eight, 18.2 yards per catch, led the league, despite his ADOT being under nine yards. Um, league average is like 11 to 12. 
he had 59 carries last year. It'll be cut right around like in half. I don't think it, I don't think it's all or nothing. I think it's one to two times per game instead of four to five times per game on average. Um, that was a big dispute in their negotiations. I feel like Debo, um, he's got this, he finished as what wide receiver two last year, if I yeah. reckon so. Yep. Um, that or three finish. or three. I feel like Tay might outs- outscored him by five points. Um, either way, Debo, he's going as wide receiver six off the board. I feel like he's firmly in this tier three guys. I wouldn't consider him a tier two guy. Out of this trio, your favorite guy is CD Lamb, and you can talk great about him. So the reasons for CD Lamb being a great pickup this year in fantasy football are clear. Um, Amari Cooper's gone. Michael Gallup's injured. Cedric Wilson's gone. And this is one of the fastest-paced offenses in the NFL. They throw the ball a ton. Dak throws the ball a ton. Um, And there's so much uh, vacated target share here that it's CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz and a little bit of James Washington, maybe a little bit of um, – why can't I – Jalen Tolbert. Jalen Tolbert, thank you. Um, Yeah, they'll they'll pick up a little bit of that target share. But the majority is going to CeeDee Lamb. He is – the Cowboys have now made it clear that he is their guy going forward in the receiving game with getting rid of Amari Cooper. It's CeeDee's – it's CeeDee's receiving game. I see him scoring. I see him. Uh, sorry, scoring. I see him achieving um, close to a 25, if not higher, percent target share this season, just due to all the vacated targets. They have to go somewhere on this very high-powered, potent offense. I see CD Lamb being the beneficiary of all of these reasons. He's Dak's go-to this year. Dallas is an air raid offense. I I like the trajectory CD Lamb is heading towards. I feel like. He can jump into the top five wide receivers this year. Um, He could jump out of tier three to tier two, um, but I'll believe it or I'll believe it when I see it. And for now he he's relegated to the still really great wide receiver ones. If I walk away in a draft with CD as my wide receiver one, taking him in the back half of round two, I feel like I succeeded so far. Um, But my guy out of this trio is Mike Evans. It's going as a wide receiver nine off the board. I think he's going to crush that. Um, there's no Chris Godwin to start the year. Maybe um, there's some reports that he might be on track, but there's no Gronk. And that's a big thing is Mike Evans has had 23 or 27 touchdowns the past two seasons with Tom Brady. He's averaging a touchdown every 8.3 targets. Um, and Gronk was the only other guy to rival Mike Evans in the red zone. Well, actually, Chris Godwin led the team in red zone targets, but Gronk and Mike Evans each had 20 red zone touch or targets. Excuse me. Mike Evans is a go to guy when they get closer and Brady leans on one guy. If he if he's lean on somebody in that red zone, it's Mike Evans. I think he's going to turn out a monster year this year. He he's safe. He's never had below a thousand yards. He's never finished below wide receiver 22. Um, I, I love Mike Evans and you know, he's turned out a great career up to this point. I think this is a historically good year for him. Again, he scored 14 times last year. That was his career high. I think he can crush that without Gronk there. Um, no Godwin to start the season. I feel like he he's a bonafide playmaker, mm-hmm. and he's just going to do his thing. Okay, so that is our uh, the end of Tier 3, our elite, elite tier. So now the, the elite, elite tiers, I should say. So now we move on to Tier 4, where everybody's just a little bit lower than that. 
Um, tier four includes Tyree Kill, Keenan Allen, AJ Bust, and T Higgins. They're all guys I don't want as my wide receiver one, but they're going to be someone's wide receiver one. Yeah, so. I don't. I don't even want Tyree Kill as my wide receiver two, to be honest. So let's get it started off with him. Um, wide receiver six off of 159 targets in Kansas City. I don't see any world where Tyree Kill receives close to that this season. Things will be like 120. Yeah, and that ballpark and Tyree Kill on 120 targets is that something that is worthy of wide receiver one? No, not even if he boosts his efficiency, it is. Last year, he only had 2.6 yards after the catch per Mm -hmm. target. That's a career low in efficiency, but I think that'll rebound. That that was tanked down because of the high volume he saw last year, and Kansas City used him in a much more shallow. Um, region of the field than they have in the past. I feel like um, Mike McDaniel, as his head coach, knows he's got to get the ball in his playmaker's hands. He did that with Debo last year. He's going to do that again with Tyreek. I feel like he's a special playmaker. And Tyreek's rushing upside actually is appealing. He's averaged 15 carries per season, and he's going to handle the ball on the ground more, I think. Yeah, this, this uh, he I think that he is a good fit for this um, Miami offense, a lot of two, it, it plays in well to the short yardage passes that two is going to do. Tyree Kill historically is a yards after catch guy, so um, we may see a lot of screens, slants that will just that two will dump down to him. But a lot of these are going to Jalen Waddle as well, who was exceptional in the short yardage game last year and really developed rapport with Tua Tagovailoa. So I just, I just don't see a world where he can go. He's going as wide receiver eight. So I, I don't I, see how you can I think warrant that. It I, just doesn't. I think that's a ceiling. And I feel like a lot of these guys in this region are being drafted towards their ceiling. Um, with that being said, you know, their floor is not necessarily low. You look at all four of these guys, Hill, Keenan Allen, A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, all of them are in a really strong wide receiver duo. And they're either the, the main guy in that, compliment or the other guy and T Higgins. Um, so that's where all these guys find themselves. And that's why I don't want them as my wide receiver one Keenan Allen, I think is the safest guy. He's, he's been the safest guy for a while. I mean, he, I love him as my wide receiver too, but he's going to be my wide receiver one last year. I think he's had 150 plus targets for excellent consecutive seasons i should have checked that but it's it's like three or four since he got injured um he's gonna see around 150 targets and seven touchdowns again he went over 100 receptions last year i think he's a safe guy to do that again with his possessive traits yeah i think him and mike williams are just great compliments to each other they both fill a role that is needed on this high-powered offense mike williams big play guy keenan possession receiver but keenan allen is not just a a 10-yard catch and run he's, out a, of zone guy he's a great receiver yeah he had six touchdowns last year i think eight touchdowns the year beforehand and then six again in 2019 so um or yeah 2019 he, he led the team in red zone targets he's justin herbert's safety blanket which is necessary in an air raid offense with a young quarterback um now let's look at aj brown He's the guy I'm least amused with in this tier just because I feel like their offense is tailored to be run dominant. They had a great O-line. They only threw the ball 494 times, the only team under 500. Um, They have a rushing quarterback. I feel like 
there's their offensive identity doesn't shift much with AJ Brown. Yes. They make that acquisition and yes, they're going to feed him, but I, I don't see him commanding greater than 120 targets. If you want my honest opinion. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't where he's going, his ADP. It just, it's too high for me to, to take this guy. Um, I, I would, Honestly, if if I were making the consensus ADP rankings, if it were all up to me, because I am consensus, um, AJ Brown would be going somewhere in the field of Deontay Johnson, yep. DK Metcalf. Wide receiver Terry like 16 to yeah. 22. Not wide receiver 11. It's just too high for him this year. Um, the Devontae Smith has a chance to outpace him this season. I, it, I don't see how that is impossible. And everybody's acting as if it is the most it's going to happen without a doubt. So I think people are just a little too high on AJ Brown, um, but I have to leave him in this tier because of the talent. His ADP also um, would encourage me to include him with these guys. Um, T Higgins. Yeah, T Higgins. So the wide receiver two on his offense. Um, I, I like T Higgins a lot. Again, in this tier, I just, it's hard for me to take him as my wide receiver. It's hard to take a wide receiver two as your wide receiver one. That's what um, I feel like. Tyreek, A.J. Brown, and T. Higgins are. And Keenan Allen, yeah. even I would prefer to be my wide receiver too. But Oh, for sure. That's not going to happen. So this tier just scares me a little bit. Um, top 10 in yards per route run. Um, he had the third highest catchable target rate this season, which is good. It is encouraging for T. Higgins. Um, He's uber efficient yeah. just as the entire Cincinnati offense. He had 173 more yards off just two more targets this past year. Um, this Cincinnati offense is like an engine. They are really fine tuned. No squeaks in this offense. They're the WD 40. Yep. Yep. They're, they're smooth sailing and T Higgins is a beneficiary of it, but yeah, him, AJ Brown, Terry, all of these guys are one, two punches, you know, they're not like the tier three guys or the, well, I guess Mike Evans is a, in a one, two punch and Jamar chase also on the contrary of T Higgins is, but they're still the focal points in much more air raid offenses. And they're, they either have the receiving workload solely to them or they're far and away the, the feature guy. And I feel like when you get to these tier four guys, they're not. Keenan Allen's the only dude that's going to command over 125 targets out of this group, mm-hmm. which is why I'd probably pick Keenan Allen if I was going to decide if I had all four options open to me. Um, which is interesting because Tyreek's going above him, A.J. Brown's going above him, T. Higgins is going back-to-back with him. Um, These are guys I'd rather have as my wide receiver two than one. Higgins, A.J. Brown, both are, like, really efficient when they get the ball in their hands. But I question how many times are they going to get the ball in their hands. Yeah. Um, We we go to Tier 5 now. Okay, so Tier 5. Made up of Michael Pittman, Deontay Johnson, Jalen Waddle, DJ Moore, Brandon Cooks, and Mike Williams. So let's get started here with Michael Pittman. Um, the biggest thing for him this year is the Matt Ryan acquisition. No more Carson Wentz, even though Carson Wentz didn't really have a 27 touchdowns, 3,500 yards last year, but it just wasn't good on the eye test as well. And those aren't exceptional numbers. Matt Ryan is hopefully going to improve upon that. I think that he will. He's a very good quarterback. He has been his entire career. Pittman's Um, my favorite out of this group. If I'm going to go, if I'm going to go zero wide receiver and take a wide receiver one, Pittman's going to be my guy. He finished as wide receiver 17 last year. 
I think that's as close to his floor. Yeah. Um, also close to his ceiling. He's going to be a very consistent player with last year. Jalen Waddle is intriguing because he finished as wide receiver 13 last year, 140 targets, six best win rate versus man. I feel like Tyreek's going to deflect some interest. That could either be in Jalen Waddle's favor or his demise. I feel like DJ Moore, Brandon Cooks, Deontay Johnson are much in the same group of wide receivers because they're solely the number one receiving options without really any alternatives behind them. All have George Pickens. Yeah, whatever. All have subpar quarterback play. Um, but you look at Deontay at 169 targets last year. Cooks had a career high, 133 targets. Um, DG Moore had 163 targets last year. They're all just voluming their way into this tier. And they are efficient enough playmakers to warrant this selection here. Yeah, the thing, so let's Deontay Johnson real quick. I completely understand why everybody is low on him this season. Uh, the Big Ben absence, um, that's where he, he was, he was going to get you 10 catches and 30 yards every game. It was weird, but beneficial for fantasy. Um, I don't see that happening this year, and I'm scared of taking him in drafts. But if it happens, I won't be too surprised if he's still very involved in the offense, getting a ton of targets, a lot of receptions. He's our best receiver. He's the Steelers' best receiver. I do that all the time. He's the Steelers' best receiver. But again, I would be wary of him. DJ Moore, however, I am much more high on in this tier. I think it's DJ Moore and Pittman for me. Um, he is immune to bad quarterback play um, to a degree. So he's had Sam Darnold, Cam Newton, KJ, PJ Walker, uh, and Kyle Allen. Yeah, like everybody sucked. And he's been useful. So that's that's what it is with DJ Moore. And now he has Baker Mayfield. I just see. I know Baker Mayfield has never really supported wide receiver ones. He had that one season where Landry and OBJ both had a thousand yards in 2019, I believe. But um, I think that Baker Mayfield offers DJ Moore an opportunity to really elevate his game this year. I think. I don't think the needle moves much for me. Um, with that being said, I feel like DJ Moore is in the upper half of this group, but I, I don't think Baker Mayfield really moves the needle a whole lot for me, but I can, I can see a world where DJ Moore is a top 12 receiver. I mean, Ben McAdoo's uh, the head coach somehow. Um, and, or actually now offensive coordinator somehow. It's Matt rule. Yep. And the McAdoo metrics supported the Eli Manning OBJ connection. That was pretty lethal to start OBJ's career. So maybe Baker and DJ Moore can rekindle some love between them. Um, Mike Williams, actually, I don't even know why we haven't mentioned his name yet. He's the streaky guy that out of anybody in this group, he's probably got the highest probability to finish as like a monster top eight wide receiver just because of the type of player he is. Big play Mike, he delivered and cashed in last year, three years, 60 million contract. They believe in him, um, 1100, over 1100 yards and nine touchdowns in 2021. He's safe to repeat with Justin Herbert at the helm, 27 red zone targets, only five touchdowns. Still not efficient, but they're still going his way more. So that indicates that they obviously love Mike Williams. Um, so do I. He finally combined all his potential and upside yeah. in, in last year. I feel like finishing out wide receiver 12 last year, he's inclined to repeat that success, and it's going to come very splashy. And maybe that's why he's relegated to Tier 5, but I feel like him and Keenan Allen are more or less 
great lump in with each other. Yeah, I like Mike Williams a lot as a wide receiver too on a team. And you might even be able to get him as a flex flex depending on how you draft. But um yeah, as a wide receiver too, he's gonna offer you week winning weeks. He will have his down weeks, whereas his partner in crime, Keenan Allen, will be fairly consistent. Um, so he's more he's the only guy in this uh tier that we have that is super volatile i would say i think most of these guys are fairly consistent um especially brandon cooks we touched on him um davis mills is going to be settled into the offense this year and i see cooks i i think we're drafting him near his ceiling and it's a lot of discussion going on about him but his ceiling is a thousand uh 1200 yards and eight touchdowns and i think that's very likely this season and i'm i'm high on cooks if you're drafting a wide receiver one in this range you're going zero wide receiver i'd go Pittman. um i consider dj Moore somebody or even Deontay, mm-hmm. somebody trustworthy but if you're getting your wide receiver two go mike williams you want that volatility to give you spike weeks um really crushing your opponent yeah all right, so those are our top five tiers for wide receivers. If you missed the first two, listen to last week's episode. It's up there. Um, follow us on our socials, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at Wagme Fantasy. Visit our website, wagmefantasy.com, and we will get you the late-round flyers here next week. So thanks for listening. Tune in next time.